Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Guys, I hope you are good. I hope you are well. Uh, we are joined by another fantastic guest today uh, who also has her own podcast. So I'm, I'm up, up against it today. I've got to make sure that I'm on it. So we'll get we'll get all those details over. But we've got Chloe joining us today and we're going to chat about all things like females settling into their areas of their life and just basically becoming the most confident selves. So, Chloe, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me on. So I am Chloe. Uh, I stay in Kamarnock in Scotland. Um, I don't know if your podcast will be out and about to the world, so mm-hmm. I'll always say Scotland. Um, but yeah, I have been a coach for just over two years um, in the industry for that amount of time. Um, previous to that, I worked in care, so um, it was definitely not, well, kind of similar to what I do, like taking care of people, but um, yeah, not really much to do with what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, absolutely loving it, loving helping people. Um, I play football myself as well, so I've always kind of been around sport, always knew it was something that I wanted to do. Um, but now I get to help other people feel amazing, uh, go through that process. So mm. yeah, you know where we're at now. So a little bit of a sporting background. So that's interesting then. So how long have you played football for? When did you start? How old are you? Since I was nine. So actually the first time I was about to go to training, I broke my leg that day. So I then had to wait like another six months basically to actually wow. start. Um, but yeah, I've been playing since I was nine, like every single, um, almost every single week of my life. Yeah. Wow. So that's interesting because we're talking today about sort of like females settling in areas of their life and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. oh, back then not calling you old but when you back when you were nine mm-hmm. women or certainly where I lived was not a done thing so I I grew up in Essex and I moved yep. to Peterborough and this is no joke so I moved up to Peter in 2010 so what 13 years ago now and I remember yep. a girl joined in with us to play football and I when I'm not joking I was shocked so it's quite mm-hmm. interesting because I think for me growing up where I grew up initially from Essex like girls didn't play football obviously we've mm-hmm. seen that change thankfully now but that that must have been not necessarily difficult, like a difficult time or whatever, but then that probably falls quite closely to being put into pigeonholes and, and sort of settling on different areas of your life, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, when I was younger, there was only two teams in my, like, area, like, so probably the full of Ayrshire, which is pretty big. There was only two teams local to me um, that I could have went to. Uh, the rest, so basically every Sunday we had to travel a distance to actually play against different mm. teams things um but like me and one of my friends were the only two girls in our school that played football as well so we would play with the boys and you would get that sometimes like oh like you're a girl you shouldn't be playing and um and there was always like stereotypical comments of like oh you're going to be gay and stuff like that and I I did kind of fall fall into that one (laughs) (laughs) um it was always like if you played football you're going to be gay or like you were told to like 
stick to like the kitchen and like just kind of like things like that but it's massively massively progressed like even at school there wasn't a girls football team like you had to either play netball or handball that was the two choices um so it's massively progressed now because hearing like even my clients kids and stuff like that like they all play on football teams like they all play in school football teams and stuff now so um it's good now that there's so many opportunities for young girls to come through academies and things um, yeah. and obviously with the World Cup and stuff on the now it does bring so much exposure to it like it's, it's grown so much in the past 15 years since I've been playing. Yeah for sure do you think that has an effect on kind of what we're talking about today then like where you've grown up and kind of been like yeah do you know what I'm not going to be settled into any area of the life like you're going to kind of try and be the most because obviously it's going to require an element of confidence to go and do those things when it would have been so easy to listen to the boys saying, you know, you should be in the kitchen or whatever, not literally, but just kind of being like, do you know what, that's, yeah, then that's not for me. Do you think that's probably driven you to this place now where, you know, you do think in that manner? Yeah, I've probably not even thought about that. Like football's always kind of been something that I've just been super passionate about and happy to play in my family. We're always like, dead supportive about it like most of my best friends are like they play in the same team as me so I've never actually really thought about that kind of transition into like being more confident because of those experience but um I would probably say it definitely has an impact like I'm very much under the impression that if you are doing something that you love or that you're passionate about or even that you're good at like pursue it like do something about it like keep it going so no matter kind of what other people are kind of saying about that like still do it if you love it if if you're getting happiness from it then do it like yeah agreed I think that that then just if it's something that you love you're obviously going to put more effort into it if you mm. put more effort into it you're obviously going to be more apt and then more able and then obviously that's going to drive confidence but what about then for people that perhaps obviously we're coaches right we're personal trainers fitness coaches whatever you want to call us um yeah. what about people then that maybe don't love health and fitness but perhaps your job is to make sure that females are becoming their most confident selves. You know that that's kind of an element that they need to work on. How do you kind of get that upon people? Obviously, people will reach out to you, but how do you kind of coach that in the early days of like a program or for you, say? I think a lot of it does come down to enjoyment. And I think everyone will have, there will be something that everyone will enjoy um, yeah. in the fitness space. Like for me, it's like football or like lifting weights and um, that is not for everyone I know there's so many people that absolutely hate the gym um but on the other hand there's so many people that dislike the gym but then will come in with their friends or like in a social aspect or like uh um my business is run on like group training and when they come into that and they actually enjoy it with the other girls around about them they enjoy it in that sense so it's not actually necessarily what they're doing it's just that kind of social aspect and doing it with other people so there will always be something that they will enjoy it's just finding that and not thinking like there's only one sort of like rabbit hole or one kind of path that you need to go down to actually like get results or to change or to become healthier like you can there's so many different avenues that you can kind of take it so um definitely finding enjoyment or finding enjoyment in something that's going to get you progressed but finding a way that you can actually be happy while you're doing it. Yeah, for sure. What do you think then like the biggest barriers are that they overcome to say, not necessarily work with you specifically, but obviously whilst we're trying to make people and this episode, like I said, I said to you earlier, didn't I like a lot of the guests on this have been very male. So we're taking one back for the team here and trying to get lots of women involved and, and see it from a different perspective, particularly as you're listening to a male coach's podcast. But how how would you say like we overcome those barriers? What do you think the biggest barriers are that you help people overcome 
in terms of getting to that stage? Um, probably for females, it's limiting beliefs, like not believing that they can do something. Um, mm-hmm. just due to probably previous experiences, like how they've kind of spoke to themselves, how they like it could even stem from like their parents and things like that, like just seeing like modeled behavior and things so um probably that's the biggest thing is like the belief that they have in themselves um and then that kind of stems into other kind of barriers that they might have um but deep rooted that's probably the biggest thing and I am so big on changing that I'm like you can literally do anything if you really want to and if you put in the work to do it like no matter what and it's a big thing I've been trying to really push the past probably a year more so is just doing stuff that's like totally out with my comfort zone that's like totally crazy and just that yeah that I can actually prove to myself that I can do it but then also prove to them that they can do it Um, most of our events and stuff like that like we we do crazy shit like that <laughs> like sorry can I swear no uh, you can swear the, the explicit <laughs> button goes on as soon as I hit record I'm like it's explicit there's no way I'm getting through this without swearing about someone yeah so yeah so what sort of crazy shit do you do with people like what's what's the go-to like like last month we we did a fire walk um so that was a big thing it was a lot of kind of tapping into that mental side of things um to actually push themselves to just walk over fire walk over hot coals so um just stuff like that but I'm like if they can do things like that then they can do all those uh, it's probably easy things to us but hard things to them like for example walking into a gym or like wearing a certain piece of clothing out in public like those will seem trivial to us but to them it'll be a massive deal so if they yeah. can do those big things and experience that and get through them they can then face those s- small things I'm saying but uh, like I know it's a massive thing to them but yeah. um, they can then achieve those things yeah I think that's really important and sometimes for, and, and you said about limiting beliefs it's something I'm really big on is actually I spoke about it with Chris about sort of sometimes poking the bear a little bit to show them what they can do or kind of like actually reassure them that they can do this thing that they've been telling themselves they can't like I get it a lot so like in the autumn this year we've got a team going to high rocks we've got a team doing our the great eastern run which is a half marathon but it's very local to us we've got a, a huge group going and doing a photo shoot but actually a lot of these people are not people that have signed up to do these things they're people that have been in the program for some time and watched yeah. others go and achieve the thing that they want to achieve as well like kind of be like uh yeah do you know what I can do that oh, maybe can I do that and you see them question themselves and stuff like that and I think that's that's great I think because we're getting people to a position where they're feeling really confident they can now take on this this next challenge and that's probably one of my favorite questions to people at the moment what's next yeah uh, well, well done what's next well, well what's next what's next what's next and it's not to not enjoy the moment it's not to enjoy not enjoy the success that you've had but actually can we do a bit more can we can we can we just pull a bit can we just have a bit more fun can we challenge ourselves because for me what I see a lot of people like body image and self-esteem go hand in hand right mm-hmm. but also performance of a certain task can in, uh, achieve uh, a lift in self-esteem Mm-hmm. you then get that lift in self-esteem then you can obviously go on to be a bit more committed in terms of the things you're doing because you feel better in terms of health and fitness which then creates a cycle of body image self-esteem achievement body image and so on so mm-hmm. I think that's super important but again how do you find that group dynamic then so if you've got someone in, that's coming into your groups that's maybe a little bit low on the self-confidence or the self-esteem and kind of wants to hide up a little bit but then you've got someone that's 
been with Chloe for obviously amazing amount of time and you know they're smashing it and they're loving life how do you combat that what advice would you have for that person that's walking in in 16 layers and a bit scared to to kind of unravel themselves um we've had a few people like that recently and they've kind of maybe in the initial calls and stuff being like mm, can I maybe just do like one-to-one and I'm like you will get so much out of being in that group setting like um so we've had that kind of recently I would probably the biggest thing is like when they're coming in they're just maybe thinking like that these people are going to judge them or they're going to like be at a different stage from them than what they are and sometimes they might be but we'll just take them from where they're at like we'll meet them from where they're at but they can learn so much like everyone is on that same journey and they can learn so much from those people who have been in it for a wee bit longer and they kind of take them under their wing a little bit and be like right how can I look after you like it's fine this is what you can do but like you said like them seeing what they've achieved or what kind of level they're at it does give them that kind of boost of like right well if they can do it then I can do it like I can push myself to be at that stage as well like that's the kind of that's how my journey is kind of going to go. That's the kind of process to kind of get there, the roadmap to kind of get there. So yeah. um, it's very motivating for them and shows them what is probably possible. Um, so even though it might seem like a like a big sort of gap in between, um, that gap is very quickly filled because they kind of pull them up to their kind of level. So what about if we play devil's advocate then and say, what about those? Some people are almost uh, get parallel paralysis of of seeing some people's achievements so for example you could see it in any industry in any world like where we look up to I don't know I'm technic I'm a fitness brand right that's what we are with fitness brands but there's also Nike so yeah. I can't be Nike even though I'm wearing their stuff so what about that where people see these other people that have gone on to achieve things yeah. and they're like it's almost like I can, I'm that's too much for me I'm never gonna be able to do that so their their self-belief is already so limited that they're almost so scared of starting and potentially don't start because they've seen achievement. Do you suffer with that? Like in your clients coming in and potential clients? Um, yeah, occasionally. Um, I kinda like talk kinda a lot about this and when you are sort of seeing that person um doing that thing or even comparing yourself to that person, it's like take the things that you want or are inspired by. Um so for example, if it was Nike, like what is it about Nike that you're that you're looking up to or that you're maybe liking about them? Is it because they make millions of money? Like, <laughs> because and... they use toilet roll for money. That's why. Money yeah. for toilet roll. <laughs> so it's like, so what can you do to then can I get to a point where you're making millions of money as well? It might not even just be because it's Nike, it might be the things that they're doing or the things that they're about. So mm. um I kind of try and like get them to think about it in that way like so if you, they're comparing themselves to someone or if they're looking at someone and being like I want to be at that stage or like or even if I can't do that be like right well where were they beforehand like they maybe were thinking that as well so what can you then do to be able to do that or to get to that point as well so kind of being be inspired by them rather than being deterred by them if that yeah. kind of makes sense pick up on their actions their characteristics and achievements rather than them as a whole so yeah. what about that do you want to take on or and actually breaking down the actions for kind of how they're achieving what they're achieving then is kind of the way you do it and I think it's, it's really important now because obviously some I had a conversation with someone who's a client right so I don't know about you but I don't make any profit from it but I sell t-shirts with my branding on mm -hmm. from an external perspective it's quite obvious why I do that you know, if I've got guys who feel part of the team, part of the tribe, 
They're wearing my merchandise. They're wearing my logo. Not only does it advertise for me, but they feel a belonging. And I've got a client that won't wear it because he doesn't feel like he's fit. So he's actually training for a photo shoot. He's lost a stupid amount of weight. Like he's in great shape compared to what he is, but he doesn't feel like a fit person, like that identity. And I think that links quite closely with where you said like, he's not prepared to buy it yet until he's done the photo shoot. Cause in his mind, until he's done the photo shoot, he's not fit. Okay. I've tried, tried to corrupt that mindset entirely, but we'll, we're going to do the thing anyway. So what, what that probably ties quite closely in with females being settled into areas of their life or settling their own areas of their life. Like mm-hmm. that's quite a big thing that you then work with. Right. So yeah. again, it, it will come down to belief, but, there will also be things such as vulnerability, almost an authenticity. How do we kind of work around that? What's your what's your advice that you'd give to our listeners today to kind of get and overcome those sort of feelings? So I think, especially with your client, the biggest thing is like, you've got to be that person before you are it. You've got to show up and act like that person before you are it. So if you're telling yourself that you're not fit, then you probably will never get to a point where you are. If you are showing up, and telling yourself that you are even if you're not at that point yet like I mean fit is very subjective like yeah to someone will be like not so fit to someone else um but if you can show up and act like that person then you're going to become or be that person like if you keep telling yourself that you're not then you're not ever going to be um I deal with a lot of clients um females in particular who really really struggle with confidence and sometimes it's just a case of it's like just show up and just be confident and then you'll actually step into that those shoes and become that person like sometimes you need to just fake it till you make it a little bit Um, and that's the kind of process and how you actually become that person is like act like the athlete before you actually are kind of thing yeah and and sort of again what does obviously like you said fit is really subjective but the idea that each of us have of what fit is what actions do those people take so those people that take those actions for us they're they're they are fit. So then again, taking those actions and telling yourself that those actions of that fit person is what you're doing. For me, that makes you someone that's fit. It might not show mm-hmm. on the outside yet. Could mm-hmm. if you're taking those actions or you're adopting that lifestyle or those habits, then that's fit, right? Like that's that's what we're doing. So yeah, it's good. It's a good point. Like actions and, and faking it till you make it. It's probably one of the worst and best sayings that we probably use quite regularly. Like I know let's I hate fake, it. Let's not <laughs> let's not fake it too much, depending on what we're talking about. But yeah, adopt some of the attitudes and the actions of that person so that you can keep telling yourself that you are doing what they do. Because there's mm-hmm. no difference between a bodybuilder that steps on stage and a bodybuilder starting prep. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no yeah, difference. Yeah. But on image, there's a big difference. But both mm-hmm. of those individuals could be classified as fit. They're probably not. They're probably pumped full of steroids, but there we go. Um that's a different topic yeah correct that's that's a whole other episode that's probably three hours long um so what about then like actions is obviously one of the big things you've spoken about already today you brought it up a couple of times actions being the thing that sort of drives self-belief a little bit drives that body image the confidence and and sort of a belonging how closely do you link that with kind of goal setting and and getting people to really dial in on their goals that then in turn makes it a little bit easier to hit actions so because obviously some people will do say goal-based targets and they'll get mm-hmm. goal-based results i.e i'm going to do a photo shoot whereas some people get results through 
habit-based. So how do you kind of work that in terms of getting those actions to to help people be successful and improve that that confidence? So we are very habit-based to obviously get to a goal, um, but I sort of cement it into my clients that it's like it's those actions that are actually going to make you feel the way that you want to feel rather than the actual end thing. Like in April, we had like 14 14 I think it was clients doing a photo shoot for our second birthday um and on the day they all felt amazing like they were all dressed up like they, they felt really really good but it was the process and those actions that they had taken that actually were making them feel good like if they had for three weeks previous um ate shit basically <laughs> keep swearing if they had like ate really really bad like if they hadn't moved like they hadn't trained or anything like that like and they were still probably in the exact same physique as they were on that day they would they wouldn't feel good because they hadn't been doing the things that actually make them feel good and um, mm. so we're very much like on the actions that is actually the things like that's going to get you to the place that you think you want to get to yeah does that make- yeah it does <laughs> i had I know what you're saying because I had a conversation so I've got a client photo shoot coming up in August uh, and we met up last night and was having a chat and I was saying like in the final three and a half four weeks is when you'll see some of the biggest differences through your actions but what will also show is the change in your physique if you don't do it but I said primarily if you do the things that I'm saying which is an instruction you're yeah. talking to that photo shoot much more confident because you'll either love how you look because you've done the actions and you know you've shown up or you'll put your finger at the coach and say, well, I did what you said. And I'm like, that's fine by me. But I was like, mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse than like having, and again, this is very specific, but there's nothing worse than them turning up, not necessarily being massively confident in what they look like, but actually it's because they didn't do the actions they should have done. So you're absolutely spot on. I don't know about you, if I take two or three days in a dieting phase, if I take two or three days where I'm not very good, Mm -hmm. there's an element of of, uh, guilt, which in turn means that I'll pick myself apart. Whereas I could look exactly the same, but if I've done the actions, then I'm going to feel good because I'm going to feel accomplished in that, in the the tasks that I've done. So primarily I'm going to feel pretty good and I'm not going to pick myself apart because I'm now trusting that, that process to take over. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a great point. And I think for me, it's about setting up those little little goals to make sure that you're just checking your progress and reminding yourself you're doing well. But, mm, yeah. but maybe not targeting them so intensely because actually if you don't hit them, it's not necessarily for you to feel rubbish, but it's actually for you to adjust the course that you're on. So whether that's mm-hmm. speed up, go a different way, slow down, et cetera, uh, you can change it to make sure you're moving forward. I think mm-hmm. the confidence of hitting targets or the, the success in hitting targets breeds an awful lot of confidence in who you are and what you do. And also yeah. generates that idea of, are you being fit? If we're going to keep using that example, say. Yeah. It just now, that, that proof to yourself that you can do what you say you're going to do basically. Yeah. Do the thing you said is a, is a slogan that obviously gets chucked around a lot, but yeah, I think also it's like you, if you can turn up and do the actions every day, even when you're not feeling like doing it, Mm-hmm. and that's when what you said to your girls is that actually you can do anything like yeah. because everything every result you look at every dream physique dream finance dream house whatever they all came from goals they all came from doing the thing that needs to be done it's yeah. not from just going to work for six months and then buying your dream house that's not what works so and that's yeah. really important but then obviously what comes in then is that comparison side of thing which we said about in terms of 
sort of like in your group. But obviously the big thing there would come down to social media and external validation. So that can can impact how a woman perceives their confidence. So how can they maintain like that balance of sort of one, achieving the confidence that you're trying to get them achieve, to achieve, mm-hmm. but also not looking at social media and crying because their friends are all out and they're sat in the gym or at home all the time because they can't eat. Yeah. I know getting that balance is very difficult sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, just blim and delete the app. Like honestly, if you're gonna make if it's gonna make you feel that way. Um but yeah, social media is is one of those places where people will post the highlight reel a lot. Like I know like as coaches and we're probably a wee bit more kind of like we're seeing it a lot more where people are being more vulnerable and are like kind of like showing all our sides and things, but for the majority of the time, like you're seeing people's highlight reels. So mm. um telling my girls kind of like that is what that's going to look like is a big thing um but again kind of taking things from those that they would then want to like take into their journey so if they're looking and they're comparing themselves to people it's like right what what have they got that you don't have that you want to get like go and do that then um but a lot of the time I'm like just mute certain people like see if that's making you feel like shit like fucking mute it then like seriously um but yeah there is a kind of balance that you need to kind of get between people just focusing on their own journey and then like seeing other people around like is that like I think community and being part of something and being surrounded by people on the same boat as you is a massive massive like asset it will help you so so much like especially the mentorship that we're in like being surrounded by those other coaches has probably gotten so many of us to where we kind of want to get to and are still continuing to grow in that direction um, because we've got that support around about us but then in other terms it can if you are maybe feeling a bit volatile feeling a bit vulnerable feeling a bit like lacking in self-belief and self-doubt and stuff like seeing other people winning and you're maybe not like it can have a bit of a detrimental effect sometimes um at the start of my journey as a coach like I was very much in that place and I had to literally mute all personal trainers all coaches so I wasn't seeing what any of them were doing um and I I guess everything does have context but I was just like no I can't see if they're doing really well I can't see like what they're getting up to like it was just kind of feeding me a little bit of uh, not the best things so just muting them all and just focusing focusing on exactly what I needed to do where I was getting to was a probably a lifesaver at that time (laughs) probably getting me um actually being a coach so um yeah I think that's a massive thing like if it has been detrimental to you like just like block it out like just focus on your own shit something it's that imposter syndrome doesn't it because I I had it like I think especially as coaches we have it that imposter syndrome you start doing something and obviously it's business and you're helping people and you've seen Mm -hmm. doing it for five years but actually it probably links very closely to our clients like you go through the same thing like you go through imposter syndrome like i.e not thinking you're a fit individual or worrying about people achieving things that you haven't perhaps achieved yet or someone being lean on you or having better abs than you or whatever Mm -hmm. it is or or even rocking the bikini with more confidence regardless of what they look like we've all seen that we've all we all know and it's not a slight on anyone's body image because obviously people carry things differently health etc but we've all seen that person that you have probably thought well they're bigger than me but yet they're walking around they are strutting their stuff whether it's male or female but actually then you get that slight imposter syndrome so muting by the way guys if you're listening and you don't know that that's a feature on instagram is one of the best things ever whether you don't want politics because you've unfollowed someone or whether you just don't want to hear what they've got to say 
but it's probably best not to unfollow them or whatever. Muting is a very, very good tool. Um, and there's about, I think, yeah, I think there's about 50 people on my mute list that I still follow that I could probably unfollow a lot of them, but I thought, I just don't need that awkward conversation when they say to me, oh, you don't follow me on Instagram anymore. <laughs> or worse, they've subscribed to the thing that tells people when they've unfollowed them and you get a message straight away. You ever done that? You just don't need it. Oh, yeah. I just didn't want to see your stuff, mate, to be honest. That's that's what I thought. Um but, so yeah. hung up on it though. Like I, I, I couldn't tell you how many like followers or unfollowers or stuff I've got. I just I just don't care enough about it. Like if you don't want to follow me, fine. Like yeah. cool. I, I think I know how many followers I've got after my Instagram got taken down and I cried about it for a little while and then was like, Oh, okay, I got it back. So I, I sort of roughly know, but yeah, it's it's not the biggest thing. And it's certainly not for me looking at others who are naturally bigger than me so therefore they naturally eat more food and are leaner than me or whatever it is like there's that self-imposter like self-doubt the imposter syndrome all of it it all comes uh very very quickly together now what we're doing on this series is um obviously trying to deep dive sort of very very loosely deep dive into these little topics but what we're trying to do at the end of every uh episode is to take some some key tips so we're going to take one key tip from you so it doesn't have to be like a, a fat loss. It can be anything in health and fitness. But I want from you, Chloe, your number one tip for our listeners. And then we're going to take your fitness bugbear, your biggest bugbear. You can rant as much as you like. Way to put me on the spot. So is the tip to be something to do with the topic that we were uh, Any, discussing? Anything you want. So your fitness tip wise can be anything that you think is your golden ticket to success in their health and fitness journey. So whether it's about your topic that we spoke about today or anything else. Okay. Um, biggest thing is surround yourself with people who are going to like uplift you, empower you, make you a better person. But do not settle for any less than what you deserve. So if you're not feeling fucking amazing, fucking incredible, and any aspect of your life, then do something about it. Like, and that might be getting the help from someone else, but definitely do something about it and just get to a point where you feel or are on the journey to feeling freaking amazing. Yeah, I like it. And it, so it's that action people don't take action because they're worried. And I think hopefully we've covered that quite well today in terms of that confidence and belonging and identity. But yeah, taking action to feeling amazing is well, it's the biggest transferable skill out there. So whether it's work, whether you're corporate, whether you're shift worker or whatever, it's going to be a huge, huge impact. It um, doesn't have to be a big thing either. Just a, a tiny, small step will just get yeah. you going down that path. Like, don't think it needs to be colossal. Like, just take a, a tiny, wee, tiny wee step forward. Yeah, get, it's getting the ball rolling, isn't it? And we've all heard it. 10,000 steps, count your calories, go to the gym. Do you know what? If that's all you do, but you haven't been doing any of those, they're going to be the key building blocks to your to your success in your fitness journey. Like without that stuff, you can't do any of the rest of the stuff anyway. Like you're not going to you're not going to transform into some magic thing without doing those. So regardless of whether it's training or playing sport or whatever it is, going for walks, getting your steps in and eating, even if you're not calorie counting or whatever, but you're eating foods that nourish your body a little bit more. Don't lie to me. You know what they are. Um, that's going to help you. It doesn't have to be that complicated, certainly not to get the ball rolling anyway. And then what about your biggest fitness bugbear? So what winds you up the most? Swearing and ranting also encouraged. <laughs> oh, I've done a little bit of that so far. <laughs> um, probably the biggest thing is people thinking that they need to fucking eat salads and 
train every single day twice a day and like just do crazy like crazy stuff that's just not possible in their week to actually like feel good or lose weight like it is so so much simpler than that and it's like you don't need to not enjoy your life while you're going through this process that's the whole point of going through this process is to actually enjoy your life more so why would you then just eat lettuce every single day and train like an absolute madman like 700 times a week like so um I was going to rant a little bit there about diet clubs, but I'll I'll save that for the <laughs> diet clubs. You're writing down your next episode idea now. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm nothing worse than training like a madman. He's training terribly seven hundred times a week as well. Like, just stop that. Just start focusing on training well less, and you'll re- you'll reap your rewards. And also, you won't have to spend sixteen hours in the gym a week as well. Um, yeah. Exactly. Good point. Where can people? Where can people find you? So I feel like you've got loads of loads of plugs to go. So we'll take your podcast <laughs> and your socials. Um, so my podcast is called Two Dikes One Mike. Uh, exactly I why I got you to say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> do it with my girlfriend, and we basically talk to everyday people with inspiring stories. Uh, so it is a lot of everything on that podcast. Yep. Um, Instagram is at Coach by Chloe underscore. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, Facebook is the same, coached by Chloe. Um, and yeah, I think that's everywhere that you can find me. And guys, I will pop those links in the show notes. So if you didn't catch that or you forgot or whatever, it will be in the show notes. So you can copy and paste it. Um, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Please leave a comment. Please review. Please share your stories. We are trying to get good, solid depth of conversation shared around the country um and helping people for free is what we're doing here so please do share it and thank you for listening thank you thank you for listening guys if you enjoyed that show please make sure you drop a review make sure you share it with your friends make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast one a week Uh, and again they are giving you the tips the hints the tricks and giving you the game plan to transform your body so subscribe rate and share it with your friends 